there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, David Halbert. What advice do you have, David, for our young listeners, especially for our young black listeners, some of whom may still be in school, some may be out in the workforce already, who are interested in getting into, whether it be criminal justice, but some kind of civic affairs, what can they expect And I recognize it's a big country and there are lots of variations in different communities, urban, rural, large, small, white, black, Latino, all different ethnicities and sexual orientations and whatnot. But in terms of the experiences that you've had in the state of Massachusetts, what has it been like for you as a black man working in these different roles? Sure. Well, it's it's interesting. It provides you with a different perspective. There was a term that I came across when I was in undergrad, and it's really stuck with me. It's from W.B. Du Bois in his book on the souls of black folk, when he talks about the notion of double consciousness, and that at the time, you know, turn of the between the 19th and 20th century is talking about the uh, black experience in America, the notion of seeing yourself, how you see yourself, but also understanding intimately and immediately how others see you. And that's something that those of us who find ourselves in groups that have been historically marginalized, I think, deal with on a daily basis, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And so, and that permeates into every part of your life, really. It's not just the professional part, but as a professional, knowing what it is to understand that people won't always understand that in a state like Massachusetts, where I believe our population breakdown has about 7% African-American across the entire state, and it's hyper-concentrated in a few municipalities, quite frankly, that once you get outside of those municipalities, you can be isolated very quickly. Now, for me, I grew up in the suburbs of Boston, where while my street was, relatively speaking, diverse, uh, wasn't the most diverse community at the time. It's gotten more diverse over time, which is great to see. But that forces you to learn at an early age how to navigate those conversations. And also, and I really speak to my mother, who's one of my personal heroes, for the lessons she always tried to instill with me about being proud of who you are, proud of your heritage, proud of what was done to help you get to where you are and understanding that you have a duty and a responsibility in everything that you do, personally as well as professionally, to help others. And so that's something I would put as a, not just as a suggestion, but also as really as a challenge and a charge to your younger listeners of all uh, races and ethnicities and backgrounds that you have a duty and obligation, I believe, to look around, to see who's at the table, to see who's not at the table, and then to do what you can to open those doors 
offers for others and to bring them along. Because whether it's in criminal justice or higher education, government or politics or business or anything else, we are at our best and we are a better society generally when we are more inclusive, when we are more diverse, and when we have more voices at the table. Yes, but it has to be hard when you're one of the only black faces at the table. How have you grappled with often being somebody who is in the minority? I think part of it is having to be self-assured, having to understand what it is you stand for, what it is you believe, and where those beliefs come from. I consider myself blessed to be a person of a deep faith, and that was passed on to me by my family, and that helps guide a lot of my interactions with the world, and it gives me a bit of personal and spiritual grounding as well. But that works in concert with the fact that I grew up in a household where our identity we knew was going to be challenged. My family has never shied away from those conversations, from those difficult conversations, but also understanding that you have an obligation in those spaces, particularly where you were the only person, not to always do the work for other people, but to engage in those discussions in an intentional fashion, to hold people accountable and to account for the statements that they make, for the actions that they take, and all also with a bit of compassion that I think is informed by my faith and by my mother that do so with compassion where you can and to do so in an area and with a, an idea and a motivation towards educating people and hopefully letting them end a conversation or an engagement in a better place and as a better person than they entered into it with. Mm. One of my mother's favorite sayings, and it's something that I really take to heart in all aspects of my life, is that you have to work with people where they are to get them where you need them to be. And it's having that understanding that a lot of times people are making decisions or statements or taking actions, sometimes, yes, out of intentionality and out of malice, uh, and, and far too often, quite frankly, in our society. But there's a lot of times where people are doing so out of a lack of understanding, sometimes out of just general ignorance of things. And that if you can you know, have a small intervention, have that moment, have that piece of personal connection, you have the ability to make what seems like a small change in the moment, but can have profound implications down the line. And so and the engagements that I have, once again, not shying away from the conversations, not shying away from the difficult ones, but trying to be that person, be that better person that my mother always wants me to be. Oh, my goodness. Your mother sounds like such a remarkable woman, but oh, boy, does she have a lot to be proud of, too. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.